Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Fred Lowry, illuminating God's Word for today's world. The choice, the Word of God, or the world. The choice, Christ, or culture for us. We can choose Christ. begins, therefore, brothers, since. When you see a therefore in Scripture, you remember, you ask, what is it therefore? And it points back to the argument up to this point. And the argument being made is that the old way, the sacrificial way, the whole sacrificial system didn't work. It couldn't work. The old way, says the Bible, was a shadow pointing to a new way that does work. So if we go back to verse 1 of chapter 10, it says the law is only a shadow of the good things that are coming, not the realities themselves. For this reason, the old system, the law, the sacrificial system, it can never by the same sacrifices repeated endlessly year after year, make perfect those who draw near to worship. So what we want to do is draw near to God. They couldn't draw near to God and live in his presence under the old system of animal sacrifices. Couldn't happen. Verse 3. But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins because it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. The old system, the sacrificial system, using the blood of bulls and goats could not take away sins. So what, what it's saying is that the old system not only doesn't work, it makes us, it gives us a reminder of our sins and failures. It not only can't remove sin, but it constantly reminds us that we are sinners and we can't do anything about it. We're helpless and hopeless under the old system. Now move to verse 16. We have the, the new way. We have a new covenant. Remember, the Old Testament is the old covenant. That didn't work, that couldn't work. That was just a point to what would work in the New Testament, in the New Covenant with our Lord Jesus. So in verse 16, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. So that sacrificial system that did not work through the blood of animals, now we have a new covenant. We no longer have to keep going back to the temple once a year, to, to the blood, the sacrifice for sins that didn't work. Now we have a new covenant And so that then takes us into verse verse 19 of chapter 10. 
Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence now to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body, the body of Christ, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God. Now, in an operating room, in a hospital, that is the most special place in that hospital. It is a place that is set apart for human beings that that need a surgery, that need help in order to live. So that operating room has to be sterile, completely sterile. No, it, it has to, in fact, so sterile that it's limited to who can go in there. Very few people, a select group of people get to go in there. But they can't just go in there. They, they have to scrub in. They have to, uh, they have to put on hospital greens. They have to put a covering on their feet and a, a mask on their face. Why is it so important? Because even the smallest of germs could infect this person in that operating room and could do damage when they're really trying to help this person. Now, there is a special room, a select place, a similar type place. It was the cleanest, most sacred spot on earth. In the temple, you, you, had, you had two rooms. You had the holy place and then the most holy place, the holy of holies, where the presence of God dwelt. And the, only, the, the common person, the, the Jews couldn't even get in any one of those two rooms. Except for the priest. And the priest could go into the first room, the holy place. Only the high priest could go into the second room. And he could only do that once a year. What they wanted more than anything else was access to God. But access to God was unavailable. It was only the priest who got to go in once a year into this special room. And I'll tell you how serious it was. Stories tell us that often they would tie a rope on the leg of the priest when he went in once a year. Because when he went into the presence of God, if, if something had gone wrong with all of the, the washings, the cleansing, the things that he had to do before he stepped into God's presence, that if he, if he made a mistake, if something wasn't done, he was instantly killed, dead on the spot. And they would drag, they, if, if that happened, they would drag him out by that rope. Now that's how serious sins are in the presence of God cannot be tolerated. That being the case, knowing our sins, how would we ever get to God? Close to God. So that's the picture here. But the good news is that this large curtain that separated the holy of holies from the rest, when Jesus, remember, died on the cross, that veil was rent in two. It was tore, it tore from top to bottom. So that now, you see, that, that veil represented the body of Christ. Matthew 27, 51 says, at that moment, 
the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks split. Now here, here's the message of this chapter in Hebrews. The veil that said, keep out. The veil that kept the Jews out. The veil that would keep you and me out. The veil that said, keep out, now says, come in. Since the blood of Christ cleansed us from all sins, condemnation, contamination. Then, now, since all that happened, we with confidence can draw near to God for the first time. We can enter God's presence for the first time. And the writer says, this way opened up, this new way is not a part of the old covenant because that didn't work. This is a new and living covenant. New and it's not a part, meaning that it's not a part of the old covenant. Living means a living savior, a Christ who died for our sins and then was resurrected from the grave. So Jesus is the new way. He is the living way. He is the only way. So now it is possible to walk through the torn curtain. Really the meaning the body of Christ into the very presence of the Father. See, every time we get into God's presence, we are going through the curtain, the body of Christ. Because had he not died on that cross, we could never ever stand in God's presence. We would die on the spot. But Jesus' death, his blood is what what opened that way so that we could have access. The right of access to the holy of holies. But listen to me. Privilege implies responsibility. And privilege is only powerful if it is practiced. It's not enough to know that we can enter into the presence of God. We must enter into God's presence. It's not enough just to be grateful for this incredible victory that we didn't deserve or could never earn. It's not enough just to know that. We must enter because we need mercy and grace. Someone said privilege perceived and not practiced results in paralysis. What the writer is saying in this chapter is Since we have a new and living way in Jesus Christ, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, who is Jesus Christ. You see, in the Old Testament, the Old Testament high priest had to wear 12 stones on his breastplate over his heart to represent the people when he stood before God. Well, Jesus bears our name over his body, his heart, and at the very center of his being. So we are in Christ, who is our advocate. So we have two things. We have access to God. We have an advocate who is always interceding for us. 
See, see the, imagine this the, the, the opportunity to be in the presence of God. The access that was denied so long because the law, the rules, the regulations, we couldn't keep. We couldn't, and the blood of animals couldn't pay for our sins. But now we have access. But not just access, we have an advocate who is pleading our case constantly. A continual high priest. who continually is saying, that's my child. That's the one I died for. That's the one whose sins have been forgiven. So Jesus is both our access to God and he is our advocate before God. Now in verse 21, when, when it says the house of God, What does that mean? Uh, Some say it refers to the church, and it could. Some say it refers to heaven. But it also may refer to our body. In other words, the house of God within us. Remember the operating room? Remember the Holy of Holies? that only the high priest could go into the presence of God. Now, when we got saved, Jesus Christ came to indwell us. God moved into our lives. God now lives within us. So God's house is now within us. It's that holy of holies. It's that special place within us. It's at the deepest part of our being. Because when Christ came in, we had Christ's presence in our inner being. We are in Christ and Christ is in us forever. That is amazing. But think how valuable. If anybody's suffering from low self-image, God has moved into your life. You have constant, continual access to God. But not only access, he is your continual advocate. Speaking on your behalf. So if we want to communicate Christ as he really is, to our lost friends and neighbors. I'm not sure we can do that from outside the house of God. See, what I'm afraid is, and what our temptation is, is that once we get saved, then we take over and we do things for God. And we operate mostly externally. But see, everything that God blesses in your life and fulfills his purpose for your life comes not externally, but it comes from the house of God within you, from the holiest of holies within you, that sacred part of your life where God dwells. And where you enter into his presence and you linger with him and you learn from him 
and you receive his power. You see, we can preach a thousand sermons on winning people to Christ and and we can talk about that as a church and, and do all kind of programs, but if we're just doing it on our own, and if we're just taking a course like on Wednesday night in how to win people to Christ, it will never work unless it is coming out of your access to God. You enter into that special place with God, and that's where you get to know him, and you get to love him and understand how much he loves the lost world. And you come out of that inner part of your life, that time with the Lord, you come out of that with a heart to win people to Christ. See, I think two practical things I want you to understand about this, this having God to move in your life, to live inside you. That if we're going to handle the things that the world throws at us, we can only do that if we have this special relationship with God where we daily get into his presence. This holy place where we commune with a holy God and we receive his grace. That's what the Bible says. We need his grace. We need his mercy. But you can't get that from a book. Or from a class. You get it when you get in the presence of God. And that gives you confidence that no matter what happens, you can make it. See, I think a part of our problem is we often glance at the house of God within us. When we need to gaze at God, we need to spend time alone with God so that that light and love that flows from within us becomes, we become a conduit so that that God's love and light flows through us to a lost and dark world. Let us draw near to God. And see, I don't, I, we, we don't win people to Christ by arguments. We don't win people to Christ by pointing out where we believe we're right and, and they're wrong. We win people to Christ when we spend enough time with God himself that they see a love in us that they literally are drawn to. And they want to know the source of that love. And they want to know how they can experience that amazing, amazing love. See, it's out of, out of your inner being and your time with God that opens the windows of God's house so that the people around you sense and feel something in you that's real and dynamic. And they want to experience that.
Verse 22. Now let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. How is it that we can stand in the holy of holies and talk face to face with the living God? Because we have a great high priest over the house of God. We are there in God's presence through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So we're there in God's presence because of the cross. But not only are we there because of Jesus, we are there in the presence of God himself. It's not that Jesus died for our sins so that God would love us and would one day take us to heaven. But it's also that we have God with us at this moment. And in every moment of our lives. Have you ever just been in such a mess that if you felt like if you couldn't talk to somebody who could make sense, you'd just explode? You have God to talk to 24-7 about anything and everything in your life. And he, this high priest is over the house of God who has full and final authority. There through the work of Christ in his presence. So near so very near to God, we cannot nearer be. For in the person of his son, we are as near as he. What did the writer mean by that? You can get as close to God as Jesus is. That's what happens in that holy place in your life. That when you confess your sins to God and you humbly come into his presence, then you, at that moment, are as close to God as Jesus. And that's what the writer's saying. Let us draw near. The verb suggests continuity. Let us draw near continuously let's live our lives out of that inner house where God dwells we talked about the operating room there are two conditions to get in the operating room number one you must know the physician number two you have to scrub in and that's the way salvation is That's the way you make peace with God through Jesus Christ. You confess that you are a sinner and you invite Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins and let his blood wash away your sins, cleanse you internally and live inside of you and run your life from this day forward. We call that accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We call it being born again. 
It's the only decision that will change your life permanently. It's the only decision that will guarantee you heaven. Jesus said, I'm the only way to God. You want that access to God, to be in God's presence, to be as close to God as Jesus is, so that you can have God's wisdom and God's strength, God's grace, God's mercy? It comes by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you would like a copy of today's program, go to www.fredlowry.com where you can find this program and other Christian resources by Dr. Fred Lowry. 